This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into our Padres post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Pittsburgh at PNC Park. The Pirates 9 and the Padres 4 as the Padres lose a third consecutive game to the Nationals on Saturday and Sunday. Day off yesterday, you were hoping things would start to turn around with this six-game road trip to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. It was anything but here today as the Padres drop the series opener against the Pittsburgh Pirates 9-4. to Pirates improved to 36 and 42 Padres drop to 37 and 42 Padres back to five games below 500 Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios a lot to do here in our post game show we'll go back to Pittsburgh here from Padres manager Bob Melvin radio highlights full out of town scoreboard your thoughts and much much more to come and where do we begin where would we like to begin well I thought a good place to begin would be to take a look at the Pirates team the Padres were facing today. Entering today, the Pirates were just 15-34 and 34 in their last 49 games. The Pirates had lost 12 of their last 13 games. How about their offense? Entering tonight, the Pirates had averaged just 2.2 runs per game in their last 15 games. They had no power lately. The Pirates had gone a combined 108 at-bats since last hitting a home run. The last one came on Thursday. They've also, entering tonight, really struggled at PNC Park offensively. I mean, really struggled. The Pirates had scored just six total runs in their last five home games combined. So what did the Pittsburgh Pirates do offensively here tonight against the Padres? Nine runs, 16 hits, Three home runs. They scored more runs here tonight, nine, than they had total in their last five home games. Padres were without Hugh Darvish in this game. They had to turn to Reese Kinnear, and Kinnear struggled. Two innings, five earned runs, given up six hits, and the Padres really never recovered. They had a 3-0 lead in this game, the three-run second. That was good to see. You thought this game maybe was one where they could tack on, add on. Well, they scored only one other run in the sixth inning, and that was it. Since returning to a game below 500 last Sunday after winning two of three against Tampa Bay, remember the Padres had won three straight series at that point, heading to San Francisco, feeling pretty good, a game below 500. Since then, the Padres have lost six of their last eight and now three in a row to the Nationals and Pirates. And I thought Tony put it really well at the end of the broadcast. The mark of a good team is when guys go down, and today the Padres were put in a tough spot. There's no doubt about it. 
without you, Darvish, scratched from his start due to an illness. Those things happen. And there are days like Saturday when Matt Waldron made the start. There are days where you have to rely on a young starting pitcher and somebody up from AAA. Those days happen even to the best of teams during the course of an 162-game baseball season. But the mark of a good team, as Tony was referring to, is when guys go down, someone steps up. And the Padres didn't have enough guys step up. Kinnear wasn't great. And the offense, while the second inning was nice, three runs, a couple of hits with runners in scoring position, forget what the Pirates did. The Padres had one other run the rest of the way, which is simply not going to do it and not good enough. And the Padres are just not playing very good baseball. They're not playing cohesively. And tonight was a, a game, and we've talked about how solid the pitching has been all year. The bullpen, for the most part, despite the last couple of weeks having some troubles late in games, has been pretty solid the whole year. Well, on a night where the Padres did take an early lead, and we mentioned in the pregame that the Padres, when they score first, are typically very good. 29-11 and 11 entering tonight's game when they score first. The Padres scored three runs first. But emblematic of how it's going right now, even when the Padres put up a three-spot, a 3 nothing lead, everything else unraveled, and that is how it's going right now. Again, the Padres 37-42, five games below 500, and reaching a point as we approach the midway point of this season where uh, it's not good, <laughs> to say the least. Not going uh, great right now, to say the least, so... We'll uh, come back. We'll recap it for you. We'll uh, give you the radio highlights. We'll talk about this game. We'll hear from Bob Melvin. But the Padres, again, not just five games below 500, but now three consecutive losses to the Nationals and the Pirates. And again, a Pirates team that came in losing 12 of their last 13 and 15 and 34 in their last 49 games. And the Padres got beat tonight 9-4. to And that sort of says it all. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. Come back with more. A lot to do in our post-game show. I'm Sam Levitt. Back after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Pirates 9 and the Padres 4 as the Pirates score 9 runs on 16 hits. Padres had 4 runs on 11 hits in this series opener in Pittsburgh as the Padres' 6-game road trip to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati does not start well whatsoever. The Padres have now lost 3 in a row, 2 to the Nationals on Saturday and Sunday. Day off yesterday, a loss here today to Pittsburgh after you felt... Last week, Thursday, Friday, the offense clicking like the Padres were maybe reaching that point once again where they could get this thing turned around, but it has gone in the complete 
opposite direction the last handful of days as again the Padres dropped to 37 and 42 and now they have a lot of work to do just to get back to the 500 mark a lot to talk about in this game we will go back to Pittsburgh in just a moment here from Padres manager Bob Melvin so stay tuned for that let's recap this one tell you what happened with our game highlights Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center, servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. A scoreless first inning for both Rich Hill and Reese Kinnear. In the second, the Padres got got it going. Manny Machado led off with a double with one out. Gary Sanchez dug in. 1-0 pitch, hit hard up the middle, and into center field, a base hit. They dove at second, couldn't get there. Machado rounding third, he'll score. An RBI single for Gary Sanchez, and the pod strength first here in Pittsburgh. Padres weren't done in that second inning. Brandon Dixon hit a two-out single. Trent Grisham reached on an infield uh, single to load the bases. Hassan Kim was next. This is a line drive into center. That'll get down in front of Sawinski. Sanchez has scored. Dixon's on his way. The throw to third. Not in time, and a two-run single for Hassan Kim has made it 3-0 pods in the second. All right, so at that point, feeling good. 3-0 lead, Padres offense clicking, but then Reese Kinnear had a very tough bottom half of the inning. A leadoff walk, a single, runners at first and third with nobody out. Jiwan Bay then hit a sack fly to left, a run scored to make it 3-1. With a runner on second base and one out, it was Nick Gonzalez. Kinnear deals, and a pitch hit in the air to right field. Tatis backing up, still going back in front of the big wall and right. Looks up. This one is off the wall. First major league hit for Gonzalez. He's rounding second on his way to third as Castro comes in to score. It's a triple and a one-run game. Kinnear then walked Austin Hedges, the number nine batter, to put runners on first and third. He got the second out, but then the veteran, Andrew McCutcheon, dug in. 1-0 pitch on the way. McCutcheon strokes it into left field. That's a base hit. That'll tie the game. Gonzalez in from third base to score. And the Pirates have come all the way back here in the bottom of the second inning. It's 3-3. Three three. Padres got three in the top of the second. Pirates got three in the bottom of the second. Fast forward to the bottom of the third. Carlos Santana led off against Kinnear. First pitch on the way. Hit hard in the air to deep right field. Fernando turns around to watch. This one going to go. Line drive, home run over the 21-foot fence in right for Carlos Santana. Seventh home run of the season, and for the first time tonight, the Pirates lead. It's 4-3. Former Padre prospect Jack Sawinski was next. Here's the 3-2. Sawinski hits it in the air to deep right field. Fernando back. He's into the gap. Looking up. This one going to go. Back-to-back home runs as Sawinski snaps in 0-29. for And the Pirates now lead 5-3. That was it for Reese Kinnear. Two innings, five earned runs, six hits. Drew Carlton finished the inning. In the bottom of the fourth inning, Carlton gave up an unearned run after the leadoff man reached on a catcher's interference and then was bunted over to second base. Andrew McCutcheon hit an RBI single to make it 6-3 to three Pirates. Meanwhile, Rich Hill, the 43-year-old, he settled in. A scoreless third, a scoreless fourth inning, a scoreless fifth inning. In the top of the sixth inning, Xander Bogarts hit a one-out double off the right center field fence. He moved to third on a ground out. Nelson Cruz then stepped in. 0-2 and this pitch sent right back into center field. A base hit. Bogarts will come in to score and an RBI single for 42-year-old Nelson Cruz against 43-year-old Rich Hill. 
Brandon Dixon then doubled to put runners on second and third. So the tying runs in scoring position, but Trent Grisham bounced one back to the mound, back to Rich Hill to end the inning. Padres still trailed 6-4. to four. The Pirates then got the run right back against Adrian Morahone in the bottom half of the sixth inning. McCutcheon led off with a single. He advanced to second on a wild pitch. Carlos Santana hit a one-out RBI single to make it 7-4. With two men away, Rodolfo Castro hit another RBI single to make it 8-4. Pittsburgh. Nick Gonzalez hit his first major league home run, a solo shot in the in the bottom of the seventh inning against Adrian Morahone. That made it nine to four. Padres didn't score in the eighth. They didn't score in the ninth. And that's it. All to tell you about. Final score, Pirates 9, Padres 4. So the Padres had a 3-0 lead in this game, but from that point on, they were outscored 9-1 as the Pirates win this series opener. Again, the Pirates, 9 runs, 16 hits, no errors. And San Diego, 4 runs, 11 hits, and 1 error. Padres again dropped to 37-42. and 42. Pirates improved to 36-42. and 42. Let's go back to PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Here from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. You scored the three early and then Reese has a tough time finding the plate. Uh, put your offense in a bind. Is that how you look? tonight or the fact that the offense didn't respond how troubling was that a little of both you know we scored three runs had some good momentum you give up three but that shouldn't be it you know they come back with a couple and then just seemed like they had a little bit more spirit the rest of the game than we did so you know when when you start somebody that's going to give you limited pitches you might give up some runs we have to know offensively we have to do a little bit more and just score three runs in the you know in the second inning from afar None of us are in the dugout. It does look like the team is flat at times. What would you say to that observation? I would say that typically when you're not scoring and you're not playing very well, you look flat. But I don't know that I didn't agree with you a little bit because, you know, when you score three runs um, in the second inning, you should feel pretty good about yourself, put together good at bats, and then just did not have it the rest of the game. So um, we got outplayed for sure. Coming on the heels as it does of that, what happened there. You guys had identified before last series, hey, we're getting the all-star break. This We can do this. Right. What does it say about how where you guys are at? It's We're not in our best place right now. You know, th- if you asked me this three days ago, I would have said we're on the verge of being in a really good place. And it's been that way all year to where, you know, we, we feel like we are doing some good things. And then all of a sudden we go through bad spurts right after that. You know, I, you get tired of saying we need to sustain something. Um, we haven't done it this year. And coming off two pretty good offensive games, we weren't able to sustain it again. So it's not a good feeling right now. We've got to keep digging. Well, I'm looking at this more from afar, in Pittsburgh angle. Is this hard to understand what's happened with your club here? Just It just seems like nothing, you can't get any momentum going. Well, I like it today's game. The t- our timing wasn't good. You know, we, we score some runs, we give up some runs, and then fell flat after that. So this has been a hard season on everybody. Um, there's a lot of games left. We have to find it at some point, and it has not happened to this point. So we'll keep going out there and expecting to win, and hopefully we find a, 
you know, a, a period where we can sustain something. Who is that up to that you got to find it with 83 games to go? Every, our whole team. So, I mean, you look at some of the, you know, the pitching numbers and the, you know, the defensive numbers and so forth, but it, it's not – it doesn't always come down to one thing. We have to do it as a team. And like tonight, you know, we swung the bats pretty well early and then gave up some runs. So, you know, we get into these positions, we're not timing everything well. We're not hitting on all cylinders. We're not getting a well-pitched game and, and getting just enough runs to, you know, and then in a game like this, you give up some runs, you have to score some more runs. It's been that way for a period of time with us. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from Pittsburgh after this 9-4 loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates in the series opener at PNC Park. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios. Thought that was pretty interesting stuff there from Bob Melvin. He said it seemed like the Pirates had a little more spirit the rest of the game than the Padres did and said that the Padres got outplayed. And as far as turning this thing around, it's up to the whole team. And... Look, tonight, Padres did a good job in that second inning. Three runs, took a lead. We talked in the pregame about how important it is for the Padres to take an early lead, really every night. But even as this game sort of unraveled on the pitching side, and I know the Pirates got nine runs and 16 hits, it's hard to win games when the opposition scores nine runs. And the Padres were in a tough spot today with you, Darvish unavailable due to the illness, a late spot start for Reese Kinnear. All of that is true. And having to use guys like Kinnear and Carlton early in the game, it's all true. But here's the bottom line for a Padres team that came into this season with sky-high expectations and a team that has this season slowly sort of slipping away. Plenty of time to turn it around, but it is what it is. Five games below 500, and we're approaching July 1st. You have to find ways to win as a group. And when Bob Melvin was asked how this thing gets turned around, however, I think Kevin Acey was the one who asked it. He said it's up to the whole team. And this team as a whole has not found ways to win consistently. And today was a different kind of game. Jesse and Tony alluded to it. They have not played many games like this where it's a lopsided score in the other direction. They've played a lot of close games they've lost. They've played some games where they've had leads and they haven't been been able to hold on. We haven't seen many games like this, but even with that, we're at a point, especially when you're going up against a Pirates team that has played as poorly as they have for almost two months, it doesn't matter. You have to find ways to win games. So if that's using guys that are more in the, you know, that aren't the prime guys in your bullpen. If that's, I mean, I'll say this. The Pirates scored nine. Hey, Padres offense with the names in there against Rich Hill, who is a a crafty veteran, no doubt, but has a four-plus ERA against a, a Pirates bullpen that isn't great. I mean, I'm not saying it's realistic to expect a team every night to score 10 runs when the opposition scores nine, but that's where the Padres are right now. They desperately need wins any way they can get them and any way they have to get them. And whether it's bullpen, whether it's starting pitching, whether it's the offense not doing enough, they're just not finding ways to win these games. And the last three in particular, three losses to the Nationals and Pirates, it's, I mean, is the word inexcusable fair? So, The Padres have to figure out if they want to go to the postseason, they want to turn this thing around, night to night how to win these games. And even on a night like tonight, figure out how to win a game like this. 
because that's how badly they need the wins. So the reality tonight is that they were in a tough spot with the U Darvish news and Stephen Wilson going on the IEL. I don't think anybody disagrees with that, but you have to find ways. And they're at a point right now in this season as we approach the midway point with the gap widening in the wild card race and even in the division where, you know, the, the offense tonight's a good example. Three runs in the second, getting just one against this Pirates team the rest of the way, it's not enough. It's not good enough. And tonight it wasn't good enough to win. We'll step aside, come back with much, much more. Uh, we'll give out our nightly awards, out-of-town scoreboard. If you want to tweet me your thoughts about this game, the uh, tweet, I was going to say the, the tweet number, the uh, Twitter handle is 973thefansd, or my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Might have some additional audio coming from the clubhouse as well, so stay tuned for that. More to do on our post-game show as the Padres fall in Pittsburgh 9-4 to in the series opener between the Padres and the Pirates. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, the Pirates 9 and the Padres 4. Pirates 9 runs, 16 hits. Padres 4 runs, 11 hits as the Padres drop to 37 and 42 in this very highly anticipated season. To this point, has not gone the way anybody really anticipated. Uh, 37 and 42 and We've uh, broken it all down. We've uh, heard from Bob Melvin. Maybe uh, we'll we'll hear a little bit more from Bob. We will have some uh, uh, audio coming from the clubhouse in just a second. Give out our nightly awards, out-of-town scoreboard, all that good stuff coming up. Uh, we have some tweets to get to here. I told you to tweet me your thoughts at 97.3TheFanSD or uh, at my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Uh, Padres Obsessed West saying, I'm sad, Sammy. That's all I really have to say. Padres Obsessed West, I feel you. I feel you out there. Um, it's it's hard to to know what the answers are right now. And I think if you've listened to me enough over the last season and a half now that it's been a, an honor to, to be here on the airwaves in America's finest city and, and be part of this uh, radio team, um, I, I generally am pretty positive and I try to put a, a positive spin on things and still I'll say it again. I said it yesterday. I said it on Sunday. If I were a betting man, I do th- I think this team has a run in them, but I'm not really sure what to make of what's going on and especially the last few days. And if you're out there and that faith in this ball club is, is wavering, I, I can't blame you. Um, I can't really argue with you. So, you know, Bob Melvin was asked a lot about that on Sunday, a lot about uh, the similar type things in the post game that we just heard about. Um, and he said something there that I thought really opened my eyes when he said it seemed like, and I, I, this wasn't an exact quote, but this is what I wrote down when he said it. He essentially said it seemed like they had a little more spirit the rest of the game than we did. And with the way the where the Padres are right now, I mean, they've got to have more spirit than anybody, than every, everybody, every other team. So that was interesting from Bob Melvin, and um, we'll see. Uh, 
they have to figure out ways to win, like we said earlier, even on a night where the Pirates score nine runs. I know it's hard to win games when you give up nine runs and they were put in a tough spot with you, Darvish, not making the start. But it, it's about winning games any way you have to do it right now. And that's where the Padres are, and that's the whole uh, they've dug so far for themselves. Um, Sam saying on Twitter, uh, Sam saying inexcusable is the right word and couldn't agree more with your points. You have to find ways to win these types of ball games. Uh, keep fighting the good fight. Go pods. I will, Sam. Um, look, you have to find ways and uh, just could not do it here tonight. All right. We have uh, audio from Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, Fernando had a, a rough night here tonight, hit into two double plays, which was the first time in his major league career he's ever hit into two double plays. And if, uh, you know, that's a little sign of how things are going when Fernando's doing things like that twice in a game, which he never does. And obviously, Fernando has been far from the problem for this Padres ball club lately. He's had a terrific month of June, but a tough night for him. Tough night for Juan Soto, 0 for 3 with a walk. But look, those two guys, for the most part, have been very, very good. Here tonight, weren't that way. That's not the problem. You know, Fernando's been great. Soto, for the most part, has been really, really good after that frustrating start. Let's go back to Pittsburgh. Hear from Fernando Tatis Jr. after today's game. Did you feel that once I mean, they were hitting, and we not. Just, just that. They continue hitting, and we didn't continue on the same pace with the offense. That's all. You guys started off really well, and that is something we've done a few times, and then it goes several innings without. What does happen in those moments if it's not? We haven't been able to answer back. That's him. But it's not uh, being flat. I know that that can look like that from the outside, but. Uh, I don't think it's being flat. Everybody's putting the amount of effort that everybody can put out there. And, uh, you know, we just didn't have the results that was Fernando Tatis Jr. inside the Padres clubhouse. A little hard to hear there. I think what Fernando said, uh, he was asked about, you know, well, he said essentially that the Padres didn't answer back, and they didn't really in this game after the Pirates took that 5-3 lead. And then he was asked further about, you know, the word flat, and that's a word that we've heard a lot here tonight. And he basically, you know, said no there. Uh, again, a little bit hard to hear there what exactly Fernando said, but I did want to play the audio anyway in case maybe you're driving in your car. Maybe you can hear it a little bit better than me. I don't know. Um, I don't know the answers. The Padres have to find ways to answer back in these games. And, you know, you look at, I mean, uh, again, a night where the Pirates score nine runs, it's it's hard for me to say, okay, well, you've got to score ten because that's, That's probably an unrealistic expectation, but here's a good example. The Pirates, or I should say the Padres, are down 6-3 to in that top of the sixth inning. They get a run back on the Nelson Cruz, two-out RBI single. Bogarts, a one-out double, scores on that play. Then Dixon, a double, so tying runs on second and third with two outs and Trent Grisham at the plate. Look, those are moments. The Padres can't afford to miss opportunities like that. And you're not going to hit on every opportunity like that. But with where they are and how these games are going, we saw similar uh, things on Sunday. We saw similar things on Saturday where a big hit, one hit, and this has been the theme all year, can totally change the complexion of these games. And it's been a consistent theme all year that 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 big hit, that one extra play, that one extra hit has 
eluded them. So that was, uh, you know, a storyline here tonight as well. Again, Bob Melvin alluded to it. You just have to find a way, any way you got to do it. And right now the Padres aren't finding those ways to win ball games with the uh, the regularity they need to win them. So, all right, let's uh, tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game, Rich Hill. Very good outing for Rich. Not quality technically, but six innings, four earned runs allowed. Walked two, struck out four, 101 pitches, 63 for strikes. Tell you what, he was good, the 43-year-old. And he really settled in, gives up the three runs in the second, looks wobbly. And you're thinking at that point, and the Pirates do come back to tie it, but you're thinking even when the game is 3-3, all right, Padres are seeing him well. They've got him. They've scored three runs against him. And then he settled in. Scoreless third, scoreless fourth, one, two, three, fifth inning, facing Kim, Tatis, and Soto. Struck out two of them, Kim and Tatis, and then found a way to stay ahead in the sixth inning and left with a 6-4 lead, and the Pirates tacked on after that. So Rich Hill, give him credit, 43 years old, still rolling. He's our ace pitcher of the game. And again, that's... That's part of the frustration, and we've talked about how the Padres have struggled to battle back in games. After this one here today, the Padres are now 3-32 and when trailing after six innings. It's not trailing after eight innings when they're now 1-32 uh, and in those situations. Just trailing after six. When you trail after six, you still have nine outs to play with, and there have been tons of one- and two-run games in that mix when they've trailed after six, so... It continues to be a a big problem. Um, And again, when you talk about that sixth inning, Padres made it 6-4 to but had the tying runs in scoring position. Couldn't find a way to tie it, get a little bit closer against Rich Hill. And it's at a point now in the season where the Padres, if they're going to turn this thing around, have to find ways to cash in when they have those opportunities in a lot of cases. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. Come back with more, still more daily awards to give out, full out-of-town scoreboard, and much more to come. Uh, might be able to squeeze in a phone call or two. 833-288-0973 is always the phone number to call. Final score, Pirates 9, Padres 4. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Pittsburgh tonight, the Pirates 9 and the Padres 4 as the Pirates, or I should say the Padres, drop a third consecutive game. Two to the Nationals and one to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Not going great right now. I tweeted it out earlier, and uh, that's all I had to say. It's not going great right now for the San Diego Padres. And I have a tweet here from Dan, and Dan's saying, I don't envy the job you have right now having to try to stay positive night after night. Um, you know, again, I'll, I'll say it again. If you listen to me enough the last year and a half, I, I do, I try to, I try to stay positive. I try to look at the bright side of things for the most part. I think as a post game host that that's my role 
And my, my role is to also be realistic and, and also present you with the facts and the numbers. And, you know, I appreciate the audience we have out there and be realistic and real. Um, yeah, it's not going great. And, again, even a game like tonight, 3 nothing lead, tie 3-3, down 4-3, 5-3, 6-3. You battle back to get it to 6-4. to four. You just have to find ways. And, again, the Padres were put in a tough spot in this game. Where you Darvish can't start due to the illness. Look, I, I wonder if you's available for this game in an alternate universe. You know, is there a pretty good chance the Padres win this game after leading three nothing? Let's say it's, it's say it's the same situation with you on the mound against this Pittsburgh lineup. Probably a pretty good chance they win the game, but that's not what happened. And every you know, Bob Melvin said it in the pregame media availability. Everybody's got to deal with stuff, right? Um, everybody deals with injuries and things that pop up and spot starts. You have to find ways to overcome it. And quite honestly, tonight was a night where the offense had to overcome it. You know, as crazy as it sounds to say, it was the kind of night where, hey, if the the pitching staff struggled using some guys you wouldn't, you know, normally have in those spots like Kinnear and Carlton, who just came up earlier today for Stephen Wilson going on the IL and, it's almost a night where you say, hey, if the Pirates score nine, you got to score ten. As as crazy as that sounds, but again, that's where the Padres are here on June 27th. They have to find ways to win these games because it's not early. It's, it's getting late, um, even at the midway point of the season, to a point where the hole may get too big to dig out of in the second half of the year. So... Anyway, we've talked a lot about it. We've heard from Bob Melvin, and uh, you've heard some of my thoughts as well. And I, that, that's why I started the the post game just with taking a look at the Pirates, just to put in context what the Pirates did. Again, the Pirates had been averaging 2.2 runs per game in their last 15 entering tonight. They had only scored six total runs in their last five home games, and they had gone a combined 108 at bat since last hitting a home run. And it was raining a little bit in Pittsburgh in the early part of the game. Well, for the Padres, when it rains, right now it pours because the Pirates tonight scored nine runs on 16 hits, and they they hit three home runs. A team that hasn't hasn't hit a home run in whatever it was, 108 at-bats, four games, three home runs here tonight. It's the way it's going right now, and the Padres have to find a way to get this thing going in the right direction and to click on all cylinders. And to this point has simply not happened. And of course, with the last three losses being to teams, they got to beat the Nationals and the Pirates. You don't feel great about what's going on right now. And uh, for that, I, I can't blame anybody out there that is uh, feeling that way here tonight. Let's take a look at who's gone deep today around the majors with the home run tally. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. This is not everybody that's gone deep, but a lot of the players that have hit home runs in the majors tonight. Michael Harris, the second, is seventh. Ronald Acuna, two home runs in that game for Atlanta, 18th and 19th. Sean Murphy is 13th. Austin Riley, number 14. Matt McClain is sixth for Cincinnati. Martin Maldonado is fifth for the Astros. J.D. Martinez is 17th for the Dodgers. For Miami, Gene Segura and Brian Dela Cruz, number two for Segura, number nine for Dela Cruz. Mets. One earlier today, 
beat the Brewers. Brandon Nimmo, couple of home runs in that game, nine and ten. Daniel Vogelback is fifth. Francisco Lindor hit his 16th. For Philadelphia, Brandon Marsh had a couple of home runs tonight, number six and seven. Paul DeYoung for St. Louis, number 12 for him. And again, not everybody that's gone deep in the major leagues and uh, games that just have started in the last hour. But that's a good look at a lot of players that have hit home runs today in the majors. And we'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little while. Now let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, we stay on the pirate side of things, Rowanzi Contreras, three scoreless innings out of the pen. So when you talk about shutting the door... It was Contreras here tonight, had a big lead to work with, came in, it was already 8-3, to three, or I should say 8-4 uh, to four rather, but came in, three scoreless innings, struck out three, walked one, two hits, 45 pitches, and the Padres really could not get anything going against Rowanzi Contreras, didn't score a run against him in any of the final three innings. So to me, that is your relief pitcher of the game. Way too often lately, I'm having to go to the other side of things, not the Padres side of my scorecard, but the uh, other side of my scorecard for these nightly awards. And trust me, I don't want to do it. I want to give it to the Padres. You don't know how badly I want to give these awards to the Padres, okay? How badly I want to talk after wins. Hopefully, we will have a second half full of uh, Padre awards and wins. Let's tell you now about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Player of the game here tonight? Yes. We're going to the pirate side of, well, not my scorecard. Here's, well, I'm, I'll get to it in a second why it's not my scorecard. It's actually kind of funny. Maybe it'll make you smile tonight. Nick Gonzalez, who just came up to the major leagues, played his first home game as a Pittsburgh Pirate, first round pick by the Pirates a couple of years ago. What a night for Nick Gonzalez. RBI triple in the second inning, his first major league hit, and a home run in the seventh inning, his first major league home run. Quite a night for Nick Gonzalez in this 9-4 Pirates win. He's our player of the game. Deserves it for what he did here tonight. He's a talented player out of New Mexico State University, Nick Gonzalez. And again, two extra base hits, two runs scored, two RBIs. Very good night in his PNC Park debut for Nick Gonzalez. All right, while we were uh, laughing here in the studio when I started talking about the scorecards, this happened to me in the minor leagues a handful of times, but it's the first time it's ever happened since I got to San Diego. I forgot my scorecard, my scorebook, I should say. I have a book full of scorecards, and that's, you know, much like when you're doing play-by-play. That's how I keep track of the games, and it's very important to me each and every day to do it. I forgot my scorebook in my apartment. It happened in the minors where I'd leave it at a hotel at home, and I'd have to make do and figure it out. But luckily, our studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, occasionally will keep score. He likes keeping score. He's great at keeping score. And he has a scorebook with him. So he gave me a scorebook. He 
he, he donated his scorebook to me here tonight. So when I say my scorebook, my scorecard, it's actually the great Frank Marchese scorecard. And he wanted me to tell everybody, the millions out there listening, that I was using the Frank Marchese scorecard here tonight. All right, we'll step aside. Might squeeze in a phone call or two. Tweet at me if you want to get involved. 97.3 The Fan SD on Twitter or at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. As we wrap this one up, not a good one for San Diego here tonight. Pirates 9, Padres 4. Postgame continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here in America's Finest City. Another beautiful day here in America's Finest City. I was talking in the pregame about how uh, nice my day off was. I was in Del Mar for a little bit. I had a great slice of pizza in Del Mar. Was chilling on the beach in Pacific Beach, laying on a towel, listening to music. See, it's... It's a good day here in San Diego. The weather's beautiful. Was it a great day for the Padres in a much uh, rainier Pittsburgh as the Pirates win it 9-4? to Here tonight in the first game of this three-game series, Padres have now dropped three in a row. They dropped back to five games below 500 at 37-42. and We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a second. Let's... Uh, Let's take a few phone calls here while we have some time before the top of the hour. Let's begin tonight with Aaron in Menifee calling in. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Hello. Well, I'm a little bit losing my voice from yelling at the TV, but <laughs> I'm I, I am here. Um, I I kind of feel uh, now. This is on the same point that it sounds like all of us, including Bob Melvin, mm-hmm. have been noticing that, you know, there's a bit of lacklusterness with the team, but I kind of feel... So, I mean, you remember like two years ago, they used to create in the dugout like an aisle and everybody would dance down the aisle mm-hmm. and they'd high-five and they'd be laughing and joking and work. That's something that's very obviously missing. Um, And so I feel like how we did it in our um, softball club when we were like 10, and you get together when everyone's down and losing, and you go, let's get a little bit rowdy. Well, I mean, it, some, no. Aaron, well, here, uh, so I got I got a couple thoughts, Aaron. Number one, you know what? Not the craziest idea. One of the best ideas I've heard in the last 48 hours or so, because I don't know, no, nothing else is really working. So not a, a crazy idea. Look, I, I think in all seriousness, Aaron, I yeah. understand what you're saying. I think it's really hard to look like you're having a good time or look like you're winning when you're not winning. And typically that when stuff, 
tip, yeah. typically that typically that stuff comes with winning games. Remember, you know, they had the pinata and they had the sombrero and they, I I mean I I liked all that stuff, but they weren't winning a lot of games, so that stuff sort of went away. I I Aaron, I, I you know, I totally get what you're saying, but it, it's you know, it's hard to look like you're having a good time when you're not winning games and it's been as disappointing as it's been so far this year. Yeah, and it, it's either that or bring back the swag chain. You know, those are my two. Those are my two. Yeah, well, Aaron, I'll, I'll tell you what. Thank you for the call, and uh, I'll tell you what. Not the craziest idea I've heard. I mean, I'm open to all ideas, I guess. All right, let's uh, go to Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. That's why I'm talking about my off day and laying by the beach. I got to bring up the vibes here in the studio. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, indeed. San Diego is an amazing place to be. Um, well, you know, today, obviously, they we got the loss, but uh, I'm trying to look at the bigger picture here. And the bigger picture is we've been struggling all year on offense. Mm-hmm. And at least today, they played with some heart and strung together a bunch of hits early on. They had a few, even a few good hits that didn't fall. And I'm thinking that pretends well for the big picture offensively, you know, moving, moving, turning the page to, to another day here. Um, I'd love seeing Brandon Dixon. He got on base three times, I think, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the previous caller mentioned uh, having fun on, in the dugout and all that, and, and that's not a gr- bad idea. I've been <laughs> – something I've been thinking about – yeah <laughs> – Something I'm thinking about a lot, never did mention to you, though, is um, maybe this team needs a new sports psychologist. And I don't know, maybe you know this better than I do, do they have like an official sports psychologist for the whole team or does each player have a sports psychologist? Because it seems like this funk they get in where they can't hit in the clutch, it's just mental, Sammy. It's just mental. Well, Don, I, you know, to, to answer your, your question directly, I mean, I, I, I think they do. Um, I think they have some sort of sports psychology uh, personnel on the staff. I, I'd have to look it up and confirm that. I, I don't know what guys do individually. Um, you know, look, certainly when situations have popped up where they have pressure, I mean, I guess the runners in scoring position numbers, maybe somewhat reflect that. Look, I, I don't want to, you know, speak for guys on the team and, and you know, I don't know if, if you know, I, I think they do have uh, personnel on the staff that, that do those things. I'd have to do a little bit more research into it, and I don't want to say anything yeah. that's incorrect. Um, but, you know, to, to your let, let's focus on the offense because I'm, you know, I, I don't want to talk out of turn about what they do have, what they don't have, what they do, because I, I don't completely know for 100% certainty. Um, look, the offense. <laughs> I agree with you. The second inning was great, okay? They had five hits. They had a couple of hits with runners in scoring position. They were, quite frankly, doing what they should do against Rich Hill, who's, by the way, Rich Hill, he's not a bad starting pitcher. He's got a four-plus ERA, but you know what? At 43 years old, he's still getting it done, and he's still still serviceable. Um, So credit to him for that. But I agree with you, Don. But at the same time, I mean, they've got to do more. They've got to do more. I mean, one in, one inning one inning is not turning this thing around. So when you look at the third and the fourth and the fifth, and even scoring one in the sixth inning but still leaving two in scoring position, the tying runs on base, 
You know, Don, I, I, I hate to say it because in my baseball heart, I don't believe this is a sport or a game that you can break down inning by inning and make grand proclamations about, right, about a team as a whole. That's not really how it works. But unfortunately, they're in a spot now where that's what we're doing because these games are so important. So you heard Bob Melvin allude to it. You know, they get the three in the second, but even on a night where the Pirates score nine, this offense still has to do more. Again, as crazy as it sounds, you know, I almost want to say, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not saying it totally because it's so crazy sounding, but it's almost like, you know what, on a day where you Darvish didn't make the start, you knew something like this might happen where the guys that had to throw in his place, Kinnear, Carlton, may struggle, may struggle, look, Kinnear struggled a lot. You knew that was a possibility. I hate to like sound crazy, but... It's almost like you look at the offense and say, hey, they score seven, you got to score eight. They score nine, you, you got to go score ten. But that's where they are right now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, indeed. It's, uh, I was thinking the same thing. It's such a tough thing for this particular team to do to come back, you know, and, and especially in the late innings. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully they can turn it around. You know, there's still time before the trade deadline anyway, and, I know we don't want to talk about the trade deadline quite yet, but but uh, there's still time. So go Padres. Yeah, no, Don, appreciate the call, and, and there's absolutely still time. Look, I'm not trying to, you know, paint a rosy picture. It's not rosy right now. It's not at all. But is there plenty of time for them to turn this thing around? Of course, we've been talking about this for a month, more than a month. Of course, there is. Doesn't take a whole lot. Tonight's game, again, was a little bit of an anomaly. It really was in the sense that we haven't seen them, we haven't seen the pitching struggle like this. And tonight, again, they were using somebody they didn't expect to use in Reese Kinnear, and that's the way it went. So, you know, again, if you're sitting five games above 500 instead of five games below a game like this, you, you probably look at it, you say, you know what, this was a weird one. You Darvish couldn't start. Kinnear didn't pitch well. It was a weird game. It's been a weird day. Wilson on the IL. Darvish out with an illness. Go get him tomorrow. But unfortunately, they're not on the spot to treat games like that. And that's why we're having the conversations we're having. That's why the reaction, the feeling is the way it is. Let's pause for Station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFNHD1 San Diego. This is Tim Hill. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, the final score, Pirates 9, Padres 4. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the scores from around the major leagues. Guardians beat the Royals 2-1 in Kansas City. Phillies beat the Cubs 5-1 in Chicago. Brandon Marsh, a couple of home runs in that game for the Cubs. Rangers beat the Tigers 8-3 in Texas. Ezekiel Duran had a home run in that game for Texas. Cardinals beat the Astros in St. Louis 4-2. Paul DeYoung, a home run in that game for St. Louis. The Braves beat the Twins 6-2 in Atlanta. Braves had four home runs in that game. Mets beat up on the Brewers 7-2 in New York. Brandon Nimmo had a couple of home runs in that game as the Mets bounced back 
as they beat the Brew Crew 7-2. Marlins, I got to tell you, the Marlins are playing great. They beat the Red Sox 10-1 in Boston at Fenway Park today. Brian De La Cruz uh, had a big uh, RBI base hit in that game for Miami. The Marlins are 46-34. and They've shown no signs of slowing down. Giants beat the Blue Jays 3-0 in Toronto. It was, or I should say, games going on right now. Those are all the finals. The Reds beat the Orioles 3-1 in Baltimore in the eighth inning. Should say beating the Orioles 3-1. Dodgers ahead of the Rockies 5-0 in Colorado in the ninth. White Sox trailing the Angels 2-0 in Anaheim in the fifth inning. Shohei Otani on the mound in that one. Otani so far, four and a third scoreless innings. A's beating the Yankees 2-1 in Oakland. In the sixth inning there, Diamondbacks ahead of the Rays, 7-4 in Arizona in the fifth inning. Mariners beating the Nationals 3-2 in Seattle in the fifth. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. So not great news. The Diamondbacks winning, Dodgers winning, Giants won. Arizona leading the NOS. Giants and Dodgers both would be wildcard teams if the season ended today. I said, I think, about a month, month and a half ago that I thought it was too early to look at standings, right? Well, it's not too early when the Padres are where they are and these gaps continue to widen. They can't widen much farther. Let's tell you about our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Play of the game in this one here today. And again, doesn't give me any pleasure to give all these things to the Pirates. But here we go. I guess we go with the Carlos Santana home run in the third. Gave the Pirates a 4-3 lead. Moments later, former Padre minor leaguer Jack Sawinski, he was part of the Adam Frazier trade a couple of years ago. He went back-to-back with Santana just like that. Went from 3-3 to 4-3, then 5-3, and the Pirates never looked back in this game. So, our player plays of the game, if you will. I think i got to go with the Santana and Sawinski back-to-back home runs. In the third, against Reese Kinnear. And that was it for Kinnear. Tough outing for him. Two innings. Six hits, five earned runs allowed as the Padres fall 9-4. to four. All right, taking a look at tomorrow. Left-hander Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. Right-hander Mitch Keller on the mound for Pittsburgh. Snell has been absolutely terrific as of late. We'll have much more on him in the pregame tomorrow. First pitch at 4.05 p.m. Arico Water SoCal, a Padres pregame show, begins at 3.05. And certainly hope you can join us then. Taking a look at the final totals in this ballgame here today. For the Pirates, nine runs, 16 hits, no errors. They left on 10. They also hit three home runs. For the Padres, four runs, 11 hits, one error. They left on seven. Winning pitcher, Tim Hill. Not Tim Hill. Rich Hill. I've wanted to do that all day. It's been on the tip of my tongue saying Tim Hill when meaning I when meaning Rich Hill. And it took until the final moments of our broadcast to do it. Rich Hill improves to 7-7, the 43-year-old. Reese Kinnear drops to 0-1. The save goes to Rowanzi Contreras, his first of 2023. Time of game, 2 hours and 42 minutes in the crowd at PNC Park, 16,539. 
As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. You can also hear Bob Melvin's post-game press conference there if you missed it. For our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Pirates 9 and the Padres 4. Talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.